Uh, it's not the sexiest topic, it's all about sewage, uh, so a bit of a dirty topic, doesn't matter. So um, we are a uh, consultancy and system integrator company. Uh, we help uh, with uh, IoT and AI strategy and we actually implement the solutions as well. We are a problem solver and this is a problem we came across in the Smart City Challenge. Um, where everyone usually, uh, when it comes to smart city, they look above ground, they look at smart parking, smart lighting, all these pretty things, building management, we looked at below ground. And we found that there are a few problems because people don't know uh, a lot about what's happening underneath their cities. So let's see if the clicker does what it's supposed to do. I've seen people struggle with it before. <laughs> there's so many buttons. This one. And this is the laser, right, clicker, yeah, magic touch, okay, that was too much. Oh, here we go, cool. So, um, in Germany alone, there are 587,000 kilometers of public sewers. That's 587 million meters. And if any of these meters is blocked, you have a very, very messy problem. Um, it doesn't smell very nice. And also, there's a lot of damage if that happens. So you don't want sewers to be blocked. And because sewers shouldn't be blocked, there's a regulation that um, whenever there's 15% uh, uh, of deposits, so dirt, in a sewer, in any part of the sewer, the authorities are obliged to clean it. But they don't know what's going on down there. They don't know uh, whether there's 1% uh, deposit or no deposit or 20. They don't know. So they clean according to a schedule. And anything that you do on a schedule is generally inefficient. And then there was a study done uh, by university that said that more than 80% of sewage cleaning is not necessary because it's just clean down there. Um, so saving 80% of unnecessary work sounded like a pretty good idea to us. We calculated how much it costs uh, to clean one meter of sewage canal and we ended up with a saving of more than 400 million for the uh, country of Germany per year. That's a pretty good business case. Um, but also, there's a lot of other stuff that you don't know about what's going on down there. The climate is changing, population is changing, people are moving from one city to another, from one part of the city to another part of the city, so the usage of the sewage system is changing. And when there's a lot of hard rain coming down, as it is more and more uh, with climate change, um, the, um, the, uh, there's a lot of water in the sewage system that wasn't there before, and it comes down in seconds and suddenly everything is full and it might overflow and you have safety hazards and a lot of other problems. So knowing what's going on underground is a pretty good business case and a pretty interesting proposition. Also for sustainability, if you clean less, you use less um, fresh water and you use less CO2. So we wanted to find out what's going on. The immediate problem to solve was the cost problem because um, when you tell people you can save costs, it's very easy to sell them a product and a technology. All the other side benefits, they are harder to calculate. So, um, we want to move to something called demand-oriented cleansing, um, uh, which and uh, to the increase of understanding of what's going, down un uh, going on underground. How, we do, how do you do this? The initial idea was stick a sensor absolutely everywhere. Um, you have manholes in the sewage system every 50, 70 meters, there's a manhole. Stick a uh, sensor everywhere and just measure what's going on down there. Measure the distance between the sensor and the bottom. And if the distance changes, well, you know that there's a deposit forming and you have to clean. But that's too expensive. So if you stick a sensor everywhere, they have to be specific sensors, they have to be intrinsically safe, which means they can, under no circumstance whatsoever, they are allowed to cause a spark. It's uh, because you have some interesting gases going on down there. 
Um, so these are pretty expensive sensors. So for a like, medium-sized city, you end up with millions of costs for the sensors. That's not good enough. So we developed an algorithm, a um, machine learning algorithm, uh, that takes into account all the properties um, that you have uh, for a sewage canal um, part. It's like the incline and the damages and the material and the age. All of these, there are like 40, 42 properties that you can record in different systems in any uh, city. Um, and based on these, the algorithm calculates a high probability or a low probability of a deposit forming. Um, and then you end up with, depending on the city, between 10 and 30% of, um, of the area, which is really high probability of deposits forming. And that's where you put the sensors. So, and the sensors then do exactly what they should. They are simply um, ultrasound sensors, um, and um, they measure the distance between themselves and the bottom. And over time, if a deposit forms, that distance um, becomes less. And then, when that happens, they send a cleaning order to the system of the customer. So this is what this looks like. And um, the, um, the, city, the city that we're working with, actually, um, they save 150,000 euros per year because the actual trucks to clean sewage with, they cost half a million euros and there's two people on the truck. Um, and um, also they use a lot less energy, a lot less CO2, a lot less fresh water. Um, and it's a fantastic business case for these guys um, to have uh, the, the sensors actually tell them when to clean where in their city. This is what, uh, what the system looks like. So you can see on the map, um, where, um, where there's uh, deposits, where there's no deposits, where you have to act immediately, and also then you can have the export and the API into the system. I mean, that was it really. Um, for me, it's, this is um, proof that um, IoT and AI are actually a perfect combination, because what we do with the um, IoT is we generate data, and with the AI we have to, um, we have to uh, analyze the data and actually draw some interesting conclusions from it. The other thing also for me is that we have more data than we believe. We built this algorithm not on the IoT data, that will come later, it will learn from the IoT data. Uh, we built this algorithm based on historical data. So this, um, the cities, they have this huge amount of data sitting in five different systems. So uh, you have to gather the data, make sense of that data, and then you can, can come to an interesting, uh, interesting solution. So there's a lot of valuable data anywhere, and the machine learning algorithms, they can help you uh, use that data, even when, they are, when it is in different systems. It's quite a lot of effort to clean up the data and make it usable for the algorithm, um, but it has, uh, it's been the foundation for saving tons of money um, for, for these communities and uh, for, for the sustainability. Yeah, so um, we can, use, we can do, uh, do this use case pretty much anywhere. Um, it works in any city or in any um, large industrial area that has uh, to look after their own sewers. Um, pretty much a, a global thing that we want to roll out now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, you're saying eh, this system can be used pretty much everywhere. Uh, what are the next steps or plans? So we're currently talking to a number of cities in Germany and on, in this conference, we've talked to a, a few um, companies that uh, work with water in different mm -hmm. parts of the planet. Uh, even Australia and New Zealand. Uh, so I think that would be pretty interesting. Um, cool. But also we're talking to a chemical park who are looking after their own sewage, and yeah. they also want to know what's going on down there. Yeah, and if you work together with municipal authorities, how difficult or not is it to, to convince them to use LoRa technology? So um, 
LoRa is great. Uh, this is the perfect technology for this because we're actually able to get the data out of the sewers and it's, it's underground and there's a lid on it. So um, forget mobile technology, like normal mobile technology. It's got to be LP1. Um, so it's not hard to explain that, but it's really hard to get a decision because obviously municipalities are not the fastest decision makers in the world necessarily. Yeah, yeah, no, we've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Are there any questions about this user case? No, well, then that means that your story was very clear. Thank you so much, Elisabeth Schlossen. Thank you.